I'm a covenant man. I'm a covenant man. Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to the Covenant Living Podcast. Glory to God. My name is David Weeder, and this podcast is all about our covenant privileges and rights and responsibilities in the Word of God, our covenant that is between God and Jesus and that we have been grafted into by the blood of the Lamb. Glory to God. Well, this week we are going to pick back up with our discussion and our teaching on what it actually means to be ahead of the household that the men of God are directed to be in the marriage covenant as a husband of God. Glory to God. So, let's go back to our golden text of Ephesians 5, verses 21 through 33. Father, we thank you today. We give you the glory and the honor and all of the praise for the light that you're bringing, the revelation that you're giving into the covenant relationship and responsibilities between a husband and a wife inside your covenant. Thank you, Father, for the insight and the revelation. We receive it. I receive your help in communicating effectively, and I ask you to help the hearers receive it accurately and to be doers of the word and not just hearers only in jesus name amen all right grab your bibles get that cup of tea or that cup of coffee or just your bibles you know bottle of water and let's get into the word ephesians 5 and verse 21 submitting yourselves one to another in the fear or the reverence of god Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. All right, let's go back up to verse 23. And we're going to talk about, for the husband is the head of the wife. Now, if you look up that word head in the Strong's Concordance or Young's Analytical Concordance, you will see that in the Greek, the main idea here is easily seized upon easily seized upon that's what the head literally means in this verse now there's two different aspects of this that i want to cover number one easily seized upon makes you an easy target and when the enemy comes and tries to attack the family my brother 
you're the target. You are, he knows that he has got to take you down in order to get to the family. It's this biblical structure that we're discussing and that we're meditating right this very moment. He's got to get you. He's got to get to you in order to destroy the family. Because if he destroys the families, he can destroy the church. For the church is made up of families that are mighty and strong in the Lord. But now on the other hand, the easily seized upon as the head of the household can be seen as the anchor. When there's situations arise that need strength, they need love, they need stability, provided for the family, you should be easily seized upon by your wife, by your children, for that stability. You should be easily entreated. You should be easy to find. And you should be easy to grab a hold of and seize onto as that anchor of the Word and of strength in God. Glory to God That is where the head is concerned. But let's take this even a little bit further because you'll notice there in verse 23, it says, For the husband is the head of the wife. Check this out now, guys. Listen. Even as Christ is the head of the church. Well, Can you easily seize upon Jesus when you need help? Oh, yeah, brother. Oh, my, 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 my. He is always there for us. Glory to God. Well, you need to always be there for your wife and for your children, for your family. You're always there. You're instant, in season and out, because you're even as Christ is to the church. Now I want to I want to move a little further into that concept of even as. Drop down to verse 25. Husbands, love your wives even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. Now we pointed that out last time that giving He gave himself for the church. Over in uh, 1 Peter, where we were last time, in 1 Peter and uh, chapter 3, and it says in verse 7, giving honor unto the wife. Giving as a husband of God, uh, a husband in God, is a way of life. You give yourself for the wife. And one of the main ways that you can do that, and one of the main illustrations, even as Christ to the church. Well, what does Christ do for the church? How does he give himself for the church? 
Turn with me over to Hebrews chapter 7. The book of Hebrews chapter 7, and we're going to look at verse 25. Wherefore, he, Jesus, is able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him. Now, now look at this. Seeing that he ever liveth to make intercession for them. So Jesus ever lives to make intercession for us. Well, let's back that up and go with me over to 1 Timothy chapter 2. 1 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 5. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. So he is our mediator. That is what he does. Now go on over to 1 John. 1 John, we're laying a groundwork here. 1 John chapter 2. 1 John chapter 2. And again we see in verse 1. My little children, these things write I unto you, that you sin not. And if any man sin, look, 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 we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. So he is our advocate. We saw he's our intercessor. He is our mediator. And let's just settle this once and for all beyond a shadow of a doubt. Turn with me over to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. Glory to God. Look with me starting in verse 34. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died. Yea, rather that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God. Well, what's he doing at the right hand of God? Who also maketh intercession for us. Glory to God. Out of the mouth of two or three witnesses. Bless God. We just read one, two, three, four, four witnesses saying that he ever liveth to make intercession, to be an advocate, to be a mediator on our behalf to Almighty God. He is a mediator, the Word says, of a better covenant. That is what Jesus is to the, to the, to the church. Well, what should you be doing for the wife? You should be interceding for her. You should be making supplication for her. Standing in the gap. If you see her having a hard time, hit it in prayer. Hit it in prayer. Make intercession, glory to God. You should always be for her. Always for her. Never against her. 
Jesus is never against us. He is always for us, pleading for us, advocating for us. You should be so much that way that your wife can say of you, you're already there in Romans 8, drop down there to thirty, verse 37. No, in all of these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God Check this out, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Your wife should be able to say the same thing about you. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, angels or demons or any such thing can separate me from the love of my husband. I know that I know that I know He loves me. For He always is making intercession for me and praying for me and standing in the gap for me. No matter what comes against us or what we come up against, my husband loves me. Now, men, does your, does your wife say that of you? We're getting over there in a the category now. Last week we talked about how do you how do you compare to Abraham? Are you a man of God compared to Abraham? Well, now Ephesians 5 just stepped us up a notch. How do you compare to Jesus, my brother? Even as Christ loved the church. It's one thing to stack up to Abraham. Woo! Now, now we got a higher goal. Let's go for it, guys. Love your wives with the love that Jesus has for the church. Glory to God. Amen, amen, amen. I want to camp there for a while, but we're going to move on. We are going to move on to verse. Who got all? I got all stirred up here. Lost my place. I thought I was in Ephesians. I'm over here in Galatians. Well, that's all right. Okay, Ephesians. We're back to our golden golden text here. Ephesians five, and let's look at verse twenty three again. I tell you, this is so rich. There's so many things to get out of here. For the husband is the head of the wife even as Christ is the head of the church, and He is the Savior of the body. He is the Savior of the body. Okay, now, tuck that away, because we're going to go somewhere with that in just a minute. But I want to touch on one more thing before we leave Ephesians. You remember, on the last podcast, we talked about uh, responsibilities, and we talked about how it's the wife's responsibility to submit herself to the husband. It is not the husband's responsibility to see to it that she does that. 
So I want to look and I want to point that out again in verse 33 of Ephesians 5. Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular. All right, so that's pretty clear. Every one of you in particular. So love his wife, even as himself, and the wife see to it that she reverence her husband. In other words, mind your own business. <laughs> Husbands, you see to your things. Wives, you see to your things. Wives, don't be trying to tell the husbands what all they need to do, be doing. Husbands, don't be trying to force the wives into what you think they should be doing. It is none of your business whether your wife even loves you or not. That is between her and God. It is your business to see to it that you love her as Jesus loves the church. You know, there's a lot of things that church members do that grieves Jesus. You know that as well as I do. You got church members that lie. You got some that cheat. You got some that backbite. You got a lot that are in strife. But does he come down there and bash him over the head and send him to hell for it? No. He lives the word. He intercedes. He declares. Matter of fact, it says that he might present it to himself, a glorious, this is verse 27 of Ephesians 5, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. Well, how's it going to get that way? He tells you in the verse right before, verse 26, that he might sanctify and cleanse it, how? With the washing of the water by the word. Husbands, declare the word over your wives in love. Now we're going to get to that on the next podcast. How do you take the word and actually be a doer of the word and apply it to these situations? All right. So we're going to, we're going to start wrapping up for this week. Um, and I tell you what, let's go. I don't want to leave you hanging there with that. Uh, and he is the savior of the body. All right. In verse 23, the last of 23, he is the savior of the body. So turn with me over to 1 Corinthians chapter 7 real quick. We're just going to touch on this real quick. 1 Corinthians chapter 7. And we're going to look at this in a little different perspective because most people look at this, and don't get me wrong now, it is exactly where marital sexual relationships are concerned. It, that is what it's talking about. However, it's also you can also look at it in a different light as we're going to see. 1 Corinthians chapter 7, starting in verse 1. Now concerning the things whereof you wrote unto me, it is good for a man not to touch a woman, nevertheless... To avoid fornication, let every man have his own wife, and let every woman have her own husband. Let the husband render unto the wife due benevolence, and likewise also the wife unto the husband. Now, I do want to just point out real quick, I think it's interesting, if you actually study the Hebrew 
culture and 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 the uh, customs uh, throughout the Bible. It's interesting to note. There's a reason that that is listed in that order. Let the husbands render unto the wife due diligence, and likewise the wife unto the husband, because in the Hebrew culture is actually a higher priority and the emphasis is put on it being the husband's responsibility to physically satisfy the wife not vice versa like most men of today think that it's the wife's responsibility to fulfill my needs and oh no 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 my brothers it's actually the other way around so um just uh you know stick that feather in your cap and meditate on it for a little while but i need to get to this next verse this is the verse I want to discuss. The wife has not power of her own body, but the husband. And likewise also the husband has not power of his own body, but the wife defrauds you not one another. Now, yes, that is talking about sexual relationships. However, the reason it is talking about sexual relationship is because of a higher order. When you entered into the marriage covenant, the wife gave her body to you in covenant, men. Now, the same is true for you, men. You gave your body to your wife in the covenant of marriage. In all biblical reality, Gentlemen, the one person on this planet that can be more effective in praying for your healing is your wife. Because that body that you're living in belongs to her in the blood of Jesus when you entered covenant. But likewise, her body belongs to you. And it's your responsibility. Matter of fact, uh, let me, let me just, you don't have to turn there. Let me go back over to Ephesians. Uh, Let's see here. Let me go back over to our golden text here because he says, let's see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot nor wrinkle or any such thing, that it should be without blemish. So ought men to love their wives as their own body. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. For no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourishes it and cherishes it even as the Lord the church. That is how you're supposed to be looking through covenant eyes at your wife's body. It is for you to nourish. Well, how do you nourish? You pray for healing. You pray for health, vitality, youth. Pray. Be the intercessor. Make supplication. And we are so out of time. But I wanted to point that out to you because that is the basis of your authority as the head of the house, when you are helping your wife deal with situations, that is the root 
you have, you, you can wonder, oh man, do I really, I mean, what, what authority do I have to pray over her? I mean, I know she's dealing with this and I mean, I can come alongside and everything, but, but do I really have any power and authority over her? Yes, through the covenant of marriage, you have authority over her body and over her as long as it's done in love which we're going to talk about next time glory to god well this has been a wonderful time rich in the word thank you for joining me today and we're going to get right back into the word next time and pick this up and you are going to like where we're going glory to god i tell you what everybody y'all have a wonderful week and we will talk to you next time